G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Coming up today on The Story. There was a guy that came to stay. He was just out of prison. He kept to himself a fair bit and really didn't want to get into any of the chit-chat at dinner, didn't really want to talk to the other guys. But slowly he started to open up more about his story and what he'd done, why he'd ended up in prison. The very last night of the program, I can remember him saying, come on, everybody, group hug. The Story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, last time, Eric Scadabo spoke with Gitta Clayton and Phil Belay, though, about their life journeys. As we heard, both of them have gone through traumatic experiences and both can relate to going through tough times. All of this has shaped them into the people they are today and helps them in their roles helping homeless people at the Winter Shelter Program. Gitta is the director and Phil is a volunteer. Today, we'll hear more of their stories and how they came to serve at the program on the east side of Melbourne. Today, we'll pick up the conversation as Phil is sharing how in the past, he tended to try and rescue the woman he was in a relationship with. Sadly, this ended in heartbreak and failed relationships. Once again, Phil Belitho and Gitta Clayton are chatting with Eric Scadabo in our Melbourne studios. So you are no stranger to going through trauma and no. loss. No. And... The irony, of course, is that your heart is to help, but it's not working out, it sounds like, up to this point. Up until that point, yeah. 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 And we would still, I would still help. Probably about 10 years ago, I was mm. sitting in a food court with my two young boys, mm. and they observed a gentleman um, going around to the tables and taking the food that people had left there. Mm. And my youngest son, who would have been 14 at the time, mm. got up, got his meal, and took it over to the gentleman. Oh, wow. And it was one of the most incredible, proud moments. Yeah. Um, I offered, he came back, and I said, oh, that was lovely, mate. And I offered yeah. to buy him a meal. Yeah. And he, he said to me, no, you know, that gentleman was going to go without a meal, so I can go without a meal. And coming from a 14, yeah, which was what my parents did to me. Mm. So I, th- I realised that, wow, the impact I've had on them by yeah. helping people is in a positive way, yeah. as long as you made the right decision. Yeah. But, but um, I mean, as a parent, you had to be very proud oh, of yeah, your still, boy. Still am, oh, yeah. 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 It was an incredible moment. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So your heart to help, and he obviously having a heart to yep. help people yep. as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah so even though, obviously, you're going through some very tough things yep. in relationships, yep. that's got to be a bright spot there. Yeah, oh, it was. Yeah. It was good to see that they were still, I, even though I was keeping them away from certain problems and mm. I was dealing with what I was dealing with, I, I still thought that I was doing a reasonable job as mm. a father. Well, I, bringing based on up. that experience, yeah. I think that's a good conclusion. Yeah. Now, in late 2017, you met somebody named Sue. I, I had known Sue, or Sue Ann it is, I'd known Sue for a long, long time. We played table tennis. Mm. Um so we both played table tennis for ping pong. No, no table tennis. Oh, so, oh, oh sorry, I don't. I was raised <laughs> ping pong. 
So we'd played for a long time at different mm-hmm. clubs mm-hmm. and we would meet up at, at tournaments around the country um, playing. And funny enough, she, she has a... Um, Are you any good? Oh, <laughs> good enough. Yeah, okay. good enough to play for Victoria, so... Oh, well, that's, in a that's veterans, good. Oh. In the veterans, so... Yeah. We're both... Both of us play for Victoria, oh, okay. so, which is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, she has a relative that is an alcoholic or mm. has an addiction. Mm. And it was funny that we would meet up at tournaments and she would pick my brain on information. Oh, because she knew you had... Had problems, Had had yeah, that and, relationship. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So this was sort of for many years before. Mm. And it came to 2017 and we'd always talked about catching up. Mm. So we, we did. We caught up over a meal. And um, I was, I, I was so impressed and astounded. I think of her impressed by by Sue and her relationship with God, oh, and okay. her faith, mm-hmm. and her not shying away from that um, at any stage when we were you know having a meal and, and and that was something I didn't necessarily know about. I knew that she went to church, mm. but um, she was just so strong in her faith and mm. conviction of that. So. Um, and that was just so amazing. And, and and the other thing was she didn't need help. She was living. Oh, oh after all these relationships with the yeah. ladies who you felt you should help or needed to help, That's be right. the white knight yeah. coming in and rescuing them, yeah. you finally Which, met somebody who didn't need help. No, I know. And that was a bit of a shock for me. Oh, really? I was Well, I was fascinated that there was, yes, I've met someone who I've always had a great you know, friendship with, mm. that she didn't need help. Hmm. And it was a bit, yeah, it was a bit strange to start with. Yeah. Um, in a good way? In a, in a really good way. Hmm. And I, I think I, it was the next weekend and I went to church with her. I said, oh, okay. I want to find out how, what's yeah. going on. Yeah. You know, yeah. how, is this, how has it impact your life so much? Mm. That, um, and she, she had been through a lot in her own life, so mm. with breast cancer and different mm. things. So she's mm. a survivor, and she, but she's strong. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted, I wanted to see this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went, you know, started going to um, church. So mm-hmm. Crawford and you, Hills, and you have been ever since. And I have been ever mm-hmm. since. Yeah, yeah, which has been great. And eventually, the two eventually we got married mm-hmm. in two thousand, late two thousand eighteen, which has been fantastic. And that kind of takes us up to you getting involved in the winter shelter. Yes, it does. Okay, well, we're going to put your life on pause there for a moment. We'll swing back to you, Gitta. And as we were talking about you and your story, you had been working at Croydon Hills Baptist Church in the care program. Is that what it's called? Croydon Hills Community Care. That's right. Okay. I started there in 2017. Mm-hmm. And then the following year, I was sort of dobbed in, really, to manage the winter shelter program, which was now, new to us. Yeah, how did that even come about? Where, um, where did they even get the idea to? I, I believe that uh, some of the pastors met Jenny Willits, who runs the state. Another one. past guest on the program. And she'd started their program the year before, so she spoke about it. Mm-hmm. And it was just by chance I happened to check my email, and my boss, Andrew Harris, mm-hmm. the senior pastor, had written in there about how I'd be really good at coordinating or running the program. <laughs> so I was dobbed in, Eric. Yes, I was definitely yes. dobbed in. So well, I'm yeah. sure you have a reputation. I mean, they know you have a heart for helping. <laughs> so people. we, yeah, we, Jenny was very helpful for mm-hmm. us, to, for, particularly to me, to start the, with starting the program. Yeah, we we should say Jenny Willits helped start a program called Stable, Stable One, One, which is providing a shelter for homeless people to sleep in the, Yarra, the winter. in the Yarra Ranges, right? Yes. In the winter, the cold, 
parts right. of the year. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we. So I started a program for the Maroondah area. Oh, okay. Very similar. A mm-hmm. program where we provide overnight shelter to homeless males. Mm-hmm. Um, they're referred, assessed, and referred by an agency called Uniting in Ringwood, and we use seven different churches where they sleep. Each night. They can stay every night of the week if they want to, but each church has one night that they dedicate the winter shelter program to, and it's entirely run by volunteers and myself. Mm-hmm. And so are you personally involved in each night or... Not any, not anymore. I was in the beginning. It's a lot of it's a lot of work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, there's teams of volunteers. There's mm. probably about fifteen volunteers mm-hmm. for just for one shelter each time it happens. Um, but there's up to nearly three hundred volunteers in the program. We also run a community meals program during the year as well, so that's running too. So it's a, it's quite it's busy. But the homelessness program is. It's a it's a wonderful program to to be involved in and to see the difference it makes to these mm-hmm. guys who'd otherwise be sleeping on the street somewhere and they are so appreciative of yeah. what we do. And so it's a different church helping out. That's right. And so it's, it's a part of a, their ministry. It's a different church venue, mm-hmm. not necessarily that church's volunteers and the volunteers are not all people from churches. There's lots of people mm-hmm. from the community, mm-hmm. but some churches struggle to get enough volunteers, so mm-hmm. you'll find volunteers from another church helping at that church, mm-hmm. which is actually really nice. They get to see oh, okay. somebody else's church and meet yeah. different volunteers and then they meet people who aren't from churches at all. Mhm. So that's all going on. That's all going on. Helping people who are doing it hard. That's right. And for Mm -hmm. some of the men who, well, many of the men, when they find out through the uniting, the agency who's referred them, when they find out it's going to be in a church, some of them won't take up the offer. And that's often often because they've had bad experiences Mm. in churches. They just think we're just going to be these super churchy people that are, you know, going to try (laughs) and convert them some way. But once they start coming, the word spreads to others. They realise that we're all pretty normal. You just pretty average, much. <laughs> average, most of us, <laughs> average people. Yeah. And, um, and for me, I look at it that it's a whole lot of churches that are not just working in separate silos, trying mm, to be yeah. better than the other. Yeah, it's that's just beautiful. Yeah, but working be. together, everybody helping out people. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's what yeah. we should be doing. Yeah, exactly. Very Christ-like, yes. kind of like the early church. Everybody sharing and all that. That's, that's right. That's beautiful. So it's good to see the difference it makes to to the men. Already at this stage, we've got three of them who have got employment while they've been with us, and mm-hmm. two of them have got employment through one of our volunteers. Mm-hmm. So that's a great outcome as well. But there's also sad stories. We had one a few mm-hmm. years ago who I remember sitting at the table with him, and he said how he felt so good sitting because we all sit down to dinner mm-hmm. together, the volunteers yeah, as well. Having so a there meal can be together, twenty of us sometimes sitting around, and mm-hmm. he said how he just felt like he was with a family again. Mm, Unfortunately, when the program finished, not long after that, he took his own life, Mm. which was really sad. Yeah. But it's also nice to know that we helped him for quite a few, uh, you know, a few months there. Because the program ends... Yeah, going into the that's right. Yeah, part of your and and many of the guys that we have have come straight from prison as well. So that in itself is difficult for mm-hmm. them just to to start mixing back into community too. Mm-hmm. And when the program's over, it's it's it can still be very difficult mm-hmm. for them. A lot of them will say, "Can't you just run it all year?" But huh. it's been so hard to get enough volunteers yeah. to get it going this year, seven nights mm-hmm. a week. So, what impact did all this meeting with these people? And, you know, impacting their lives. What impact has that had on your life, personally? 
In the beginning, I thought, how am I going to do this? I've never worked with homeless people before, mm-hmm. but having three sons, I thought, I can do this. <laughs> You're tough. <laughs> I think they think I'm tough. I'm tough good at, German. I'm, I'm good at <laughs> pretending that I'm tough. Um, again, as I said, to work with volunteers, to seeing the impact teams of volunteers make is, mm. is such, it's wonderful. Mm. And for me, it's a real privilege to be able to manage this program as well. It's great to see the guys that come, that they're actually comfortable mm. inside a church too. Yeah. And we do have ones who have asked about doing Alpha mm-hmm. and have asked for Bibles and have asked more questions mm-hmm. and others who aren't interested at yeah. all. But it's their choice whether it's they want It's their choice. And at least when it finishes, they know that we're actually pretty ordinary, as I said, mm. fairly average normal people. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean... Maybe they've never had a positive experience with somebody from church or in a church. Mm, so That's right. Most, um, there's many that hadn't, yeah, and that's yeah. why some so, of them refused to come at all in the mm, first place. But in the very least, it's planting a seed. It is planting hey, a seed. Hey, those are those people, those church people, they helped me when that's I needed right. help. Yes. So hopefully, either soon or later, they'll want to find out more about faith. Yes, and yes, yes. You're listening to The Story. Our guests today are once again Gitta Clayton and Phil Belitho, who both have a heart for helping marginalised people and both serve at the Winter Shelter Program on the east side of Melbourne. Gitta is the director and Phil is a volunteer. We'll hear more of their stories and how God is using them when we return. The Story. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax and this is The Story. Our guests today are once again Gitta Clayton and Phil Belitho, who both serve at the Winter Shelter Program for Homeless People on the east side of Melbourne. Before the break, we heard how Gitta came to serve there. Next, it's Phil's turn. We heard earlier how he met his wife, who's a strong Christian. Now we'll hear how the Winter Shelter came into the picture. Well, at first, I think the Winter Shelter, my um, stepdaughter, Mm-hmm. volunteered mm-hmm. and um, she loved it and she got involved. She did the overnight and she thought mm-hmm. it was a great time to be able to do her. So, wait a second. So, it's guys, but they allow uh, have ladies there? Yeah. Yes, yes. We The overnight shift that mm-hmm. Phil's referring to, though, is a 10 p.m. till 7 a.m. shift. Mm-hmm. We don't let just female volunteers be there. We do have always at least two male volunteers. Oh, okay. and yeah. So, it's all supervised. Yes. That's right. Okay, yeah. Usually, it's a group of three mm-hmm. so that yeah. um, there, there's always men there. So. Mm-hmm. Just a, um, and she volunteered. And she she kept hounding me and said, "This is perfect for you. What do you uh, really? Why did she think it was perfect for you? Yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, she's probably se- she had seen you have me a heart for helping. Yeah, and she'd seen me at shopping centres and things like that, trying to help homeless mm. people. I, okay, I well, can spot them she could, from a mile she away. She could so. see. Uh, yeah, you have a heart for potential. helping. And mm. and at that time, I suppose we. Sue and I just got married and we were sort of working out where we were going to live and so forth. So we were busy at the time. But we thought, okay, well, we'll jump in and we'll do it. And we were doing the um, evening shift, which is sort of 5 o'clock till 10 o'clock, mm-hmm. um, helping so the guys. That's the meal? Yeah, oh. helping the guys set up beds. And, mm-hmm. um, that's what they do and because they kept coming from the other places and set up the shower and mm-hmm. 
it's funny that the mobile shower we've got there is fantastic on a trailer. Hmm. And I always think when I have a shower at home, that is just one of the most ultimate luxuries. And hmm. and a lot of these guys don't get to have a shower. Yeah, yeah. And I think the general public think, why aren't you getting a job? Why aren't you hmm. clean? But it's just not that easy. So for well, these guys... I mean- you know, because you've been talking with them. Yeah. Why don't they have a job? That's what a lot of people would, would be asking. That's right. What, what's kind of the, their stories? Well, it's just not that easy to, first of all, be, be clean, to have enough uh, clothing that you can have, um, you know, and have bank accounts. They're mm. homeless. Mm. Um, to, so to, for various reasons. For various reasons. Lost jobs. That's right. Or, or come out of prison. Mm. I mean, it's mm. hard for them to get accommodation because mm. no one's going to give. It's hard enough for anyone with yeah. a job to get mm. accommodation yeah. rent, but they just they need a break. Mm. Yeah. They really need a break. So we jumped in and oh, we just love it. I, I mean, I love. Doing what, what, it. what do you love the most about it? Um, I, I love being able to talk to them as though it's one of my mates. Mm. It's good to treat them, mm. which they are just everyday people. Mm who have made a couple of bad decisions. Mm. I've made a lot of bad decisions mm. in my life. Well, I think we all have, yes. <laughs> and I've had family to mm. back me up mm. or friends to come. Yeah. A yeah. lot of these guys have either burnt their family mm. and for different reasons mm. or don't have a lot of family or have moved into state, so they just don't have that backup. Mm. Um, I really think we're all just one step away from that um, mm. stage that they're at yeah. or a couple of steps. Well, and then mental illness. I mean, right. if... Suddenly, yep. you're losing your mind or, you know, not thinking clearly. Our lives can deteriorate pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. So, it, it's at the moment, I'm doing the night shift, mm-hmm. um, which is still, it's not, not as good because I, I, I love to sit down and talk to them mm-hmm. over a meal. Oh, you mean um, the overnight thing? Yeah, where, so 10 o'clock So, they're o'clock basically till, sleeping while you're there. Yeah, well, a lot of them don't sleep. <laughs> a lot of them will come in and have a cup of coffee or oh, have right? a chat. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, for a lot of them, I think four walls is is a bit uneasy for them because oh, they're, they're not they're so used to being outside. Outside, so some of I think that scares mm. some of them. Um, just being within four walls, I think so. They're just mm. not used to it, or something's happened in their life where those four walls haven't been that friendly. So, mm. you know, a lot of them. Once you get to know them, they chat, mm. and you know, it's nice to come in and watch the footy or with them and just laugh about the about anything. Yeah, just just normal life. It's been. But it's you're great. showing respect. Yes, that's right. Right. that's right. That's yeah. right. I always think at the start of the program we do um, scenarios. Mm-hmm. What if this happens? Well, mm-hmm. I often think if my son came to me and this happened or if my friend came, you don't treat them any different mm. than yeah. what we yeah. would treat our mm-hmm. closest ones. So, yeah, it's been great. I think there's a phrase called ministry of presence. So your presence is that's right. a ministry that's right. and, and a friend and a listening ear. And, and that's a, what they that's want. Mm-hmm. They want time. Mm-hmm. They want someone to listen to them mm-hmm. or just talk about nothing. You know, just mm-hmm. like we I can would. talk about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. They, they just love it. You know, they yeah. really appreciate. That's great. Just spending time. And that's got to feel good when oh, you finish it does. that. It feels yeah. great. Yeah. It really does. I'm yeah. interested. I mean, you shared that fantastic story about your boy yep. giving his meal to the homeless person. Yeah. What does he think about what you're doing? Yeah, if if he had time, he in the future he'll come and come and do it. At the moment, he's just set up his own business, and he just doesn't mm. have the. Oh, so this is several years later, yeah, uh, from when that happened. But, yes, uh, that's right. But uh, he knows you're doing it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, yeah, he knows how passionate I am, mm. and yeah. um, he knows because even if he's out with me now and I spot someone that I, I mm. would like to help, he's, yeah. he's got to come with me and help as well. So, um, <laughs> oh, there goes Dad again. <laughs> they, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, leaving a legacy of helping. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we drive yeah. around in the back of the car with old sleeping. I've got sleeping bags and I've got jackets so that if I find anyone that needs oh, something. Oh wow! Yeah, you really have a heart for helping. Yeah, well. It's easy to do. Mm. Now, earlier you shared a story when you yep. were a kid and got beat up, yep. and how that kind of you know hurt your self esteem, your self image, yep. brought you down. Yeah, I got to think this is doing the opposite. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it feels feels lovely inside. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. 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 So, would you recommend it for others listening? Oh, definitely. It's it. it uh, yeah, I couldn't re- recommend it any. And it's not only the the people that our guests that come there that are homeless mm. it's also the the volunteers we're getting to mm. know yeah. each other and the different walks there's so many different walks of life mm. of volunteers that we're getting to know each other and because they're kind of like you they like to help people too that's right so we have so, something in common already it is yeah and what does your wife do my wife comes she does the afternoon she often does the uh, five o'clock to 10 o'clock shift, oh, okay. so she'll do that. Mm. And sometimes we'll sort of give a high five to each other. She's going home. Oh, okay. So uh, <laughs> you, you're not doing it at the same time. No. So well, the, but there's a little crossover there. That's right. Okay. Because uh, I don't work on the day, mm. night that I do it, I don't work the next day. So um, it's easy for me to do the mm. overnights. Okay. Um, and can you share with us a story of uh, somebody that you met, Jen, that had an impact on you? Yeah. When, when I first started doing it, there was a young guy um, who... He was sleeping in his car. Mm. I think he was from interstate. He was from New South Wales. Mm. And he'd come to Victoria. And, you know, he was a great young guy Mm. who eventually got accommodation, got a job. And for a long while there, I was meeting him afterwards, you know, for a meal. We'd go Mm. to a pub and a Mm. meal. Um, He'd even come to my place and we'd watch rugby together (laughs) and things like that. He was just such a great young guy. And he even came and helped with us with the winter shelter, especially like, oh, okay. you know, at different stages and mm-hmm. through COVID, at the mm-hmm. start of COVID, he mm-hmm. was helping. Um, so he came back and helped the yeah. ministry that helped yep. him. That's right. Mm-hmm. So sort of lost touch with him a bit of late. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. I think he moved, but... But that's yeah. got to be great to know that when he was going through a rough patch, yep, you were part of helping him get back on his feet. Yeah, and the fact that he was so eager to help to mm. give back. Yeah. We'd given to him. Mm. I mean, so many of the guys are so amazed how many mm. volunteers come together from mm. all over the place to yeah. help them. They are so appreciative of what we do, mm. um, which is lovely. And Gitta, mm. do you have any stories of people you met that have really had an impact on your life? Oh, my goodness. How long have we got? <laughs> <laughs> oh, just one, please. <laughs> the best one. Oh, from Winter Shelter, you yes. mean, yeah? Yes. Mm. Well, obviously, you could share a bunch of stories from all the ministries that you're involved with uh, helping out refugees. But let's narrow it down to the winter Mm. shelter. Yeah, probably, I think it was 2018 program, there was a Dutch guy that came to stay. Mm. He was just out of prison, Mm. very um, set in his ways. He'd they sleep on stretcher beds and his bed mm-hmm. would be perfect. His shoes would be next to it lined up. It was almost like he'd come out of the army, but <laughs> he hadn't. He kept to himself a fair bit mm-hmm. and really didn't want to get into any of the chit-chat at dinner, didn't mm-hmm. really want to talk to the other guys. The other guys were a little bit miffed probably. They thought mm-hmm. he was probably thought, he thought he was a bit standoffish, yeah. which he was. Mm-hmm. But slowly, slowly, because for something like that for me, that's my 
you know, I have a, a bit of a name then. I'm oh, is determined. That right? Uh, oh, that's, so often, that's stubbornness. <laughs> I'd often sit and chat with him. You're, you're bound and determined to break him down. Well, I figured that he's um, probably really does want to chat to somebody yeah, yeah. and he probably didn't have Just a, putting up a, a rough a choice. exterior, but you figure he had no choice. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. I'm sure he did have a choice. and But slowly he started to open up more about his story and what he'd done, why he'd ended up in prison. Mm. And he told me that, it was really difficult decision for him to accept coming to stay in churches because he had had bad experiences mm. in churches as yeah. a child. Mm. And the referring agency really had to encourage and convince him that it would be fine. Mm. So that might explain a bit of the standoffishness? Oh, for sure. Mm. Yeah, he really, he was quite uncomfortable. He mm. said that. But on the very last night, and he had stayed through pretty much three and a half months of the program. Mm. I think he missed maybe one or two nights, that's all. But the very last night of the program, I can remember him saying, come on, everybody, group hug, he said to the, really? the volunteers. Really? Uh, he was not at all sort of a tactile person. Yeah. But there we were all giving each other wow. a big circle hug. And I thought, gee, Aww. you have come a long way. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. He still keeps in contact with Is me, right? actually. lets me know how he's going. Oh. And he's doing and well. He's doing well. Mm. Oh, fantastic. Well, it was great to hear your stories, and both of you, as we heard, had your own journeys going through traumas and struggles, but now helping others and, and having a profound impact, a positive impact on other people's lives. It has to be very gratifying, I would think. It is indeed. It is very gratifying. It's it's good to feel good about something that you yes. can do that's not very hard. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's been fantastic. It feels good not only for the people that we help, mm -hmm. but also the, the other volunteers. It's great to be a good community that helps. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Phil, Gitta, thank you so much for sharing your stories and the story of your involvement in the Winter Shelter. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks, Eric. Well, that was part two of Eric Scadabo chatting with Gitta Clayton and Phil Belitho, who both serve at the Winter Shelter Program for homeless people on the east side of Melbourne. And it was great to hear their hearts for helping others less fortunate than they are. As the old saying goes, there but for the grace of God I go. Any one of us could find ourselves homeless at some point in our lives, either due to our own mistakes or because of circumstances outside of our control. It's good to know there are people with compassionate hearts who are willing to help in our hour of need. As the Bible says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. The good news is that we have been forgiven for the mistakes we have made. The least we can do is to be kind and forgiving to others and help them get through rough patches. Well, to learn more about the Winter Shelter Program for Homeless People and perhaps get involved yourself, the website is wintershelter.org.au. Once again, that's wintershelter.org.au. Well, thanks so much for joining us for part two of our conversation with Gitta Clayton and Paul Belitho. I really found their dedication to helping others really inspiring. Until next time, I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. The story. the story. Just another way vision is helping you look to God daily. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.